A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, the 2016 World Series champion Cubs. Hello, this is Ken. I am known as RiceCube on the Twitter. And with me for new Dreamcast episode number 47, it's been a while, but here we are again, is Ben, our fearless leader, Anil Katuli, who, hey, you, you have a new Cubs fan in your life. Yeah, beautiful young daughter, my, my pride and joy, Naomi. Naomi, right. Beautiful name. Uh she laughing at girl? No, I don't believe she wants to latch. So it's strictly pumping and feeding. Oh, I didn't mean latch. I meant laugh. <laughs> okay, that was fun. We will not edit that out. We are completely unscripted today because I have no idea what to talk about. It's been like six months since uh, we had our last Dreamcast, thanks to Crowley uh, talking to us right after the Cubs convention. And before that, uh, I had moved. It was just before I moved to California from Chicago. So, yeah, it's been a very, very long time since we've had time to do anything on goodoldworldseriesdreaming.com. But, you know, we've been uh, talking baseball on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, trying to get the Instagram going, if I can even remember. But, yeah, it's been a very busy time for both of us and for good reason. Yeah, I think your wife is in control of the Instagram for the most part. Well, she seems she, to be the more Instagram friendly one. Yeah, she does her own Instagram. She hasn't done anything with ours, but uh, you know, she kind of lurks around and just laughs at all the MAGA chuds on in our comments. Oh my god, the comments. Anyway, uh never read the comments. No. I, I don't have a choice, man. I'm the administrator. <laughs> So I, I, I have to read the comments, unfortunately, but, you know, we, we got a nice, healthy mix. Uh, Twitter's always fun, but uh, we, we got to actually figure out why the Facebook stuff isn't transferring to Twitter. So we'll eventually get that going. Mark Zuckerberg is the devil. He That's is. Why. Yeah, man. Yeah. So my my 14-year-old, Jason also a Cubs fan, not as How big. How is he 14? Uh, well, like many years ago, you know, uh, mommy and daddy loved each other very much. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I met you, he was like, what, five? What was that, like uh, 2010? Uh, so he was five, you're right. Damn, five mm-hmm. moves fast, man. Yeah, how old is your little girl? Uh, she just turned one month on Saturday. Okay, so she's she's just uh, opening her eyes, blinking, crying, give me food, and yeah. Yeah. Sleep, eat, and make 
messes in her diapers. Yeah. <laughs> your lovely wife sell on maternity leave? I'm I'm kind of upset that you don't oh, yeah. get any. Oh, I don't qualify for it yet because I haven't been with the company for a, for a full year yet. Oh, uh, okay. But they do have paternity leave. I just don't quite qualify for it yet. I see. Are you able to, like, uh, grab some uh, later on as kind of a makeup, or is it just forfeit? Uh, more or less forfeit, but my boss is really cool. She's letting me make up a time here or there so I can take off whenever I need. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, it sort of worked out for you. But, you know, having that time to spend with your kid, that's that's really important. And it's good that you do spend time with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took off the first week. I was able to be there with them for the first week, taking care of stuff. Um, I'll be off, like, a couple of days a week in August. Cool. Because we have a stretch between when Val has to go back for work mm-hmm. and when we can officially bring her to daycare. Yes. Yeah. So, with the blessings of various friends and the generosity of my boss, yeah, I get to spend some good time with my daughter. Wonderful. All right. So, yeah, let's get into our plan. We are going completely unscripted. We because have a plan? I, I, I guess we do. We, we have no plan. We're, we're just going to... Go for it. What do you say? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Eh, I'm game. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrow. Okay, so uh, actually this coming Sunday, I will be at Wrigley Field for the first time in uh, almost a year. Because the last time uh, I went to Wrigley Field was with you. I, I think we got either the Umbrella or the Javi Baez doll. I think we got the Baez doll. Yeah, that's right. We got the Baez bobblehead because, uh, yeah, that that was a crazy time. Uh, hopefully this time they win. Like the Cubs had just been swept by the Cardinals. Uh, just kind of an impotent offense, uh, wasting a couple of really good pitching performances but uh yeah that was just painful i don't know what's up with this team man it's like you you know they're talented but uh they they have no adjustments and i kind of posited on twitter the other day when bleacher nation uh just kind of talked about you know the aftermath of the game it's like other teams are just really good at adjusting to the cubs but the cubs themselves are not good at adjusting to other teams like shifting, those seeing eye ground balls that kind of go through, uh, swinging at pitches that they should otherwise destroy, but missing, you know? It, it's really strange. Like, they, they, they almost know how to predict our, our players, and it's uh, kind of upsetting because we know how talented they are and we know how smart this front office is, but something is off. Like, they kind of forgot to carry the one in their algorithms or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make any connections that aren't really there. But there's a lot of theories online with a bunch of crap that the Cubs' downfall, according to some random fans, perfectly coincides with when Zobrist left. Yeah. And a certain Addison Russell came back. Well, that, now, that, that Russell, might be some karma, Russell, yeah. 
across, but Russell's performing very well for what he's doing. So uh-huh. it's hard to blame him for the downfall, but it's a coincidence, at least, that that is exactly when their downfall started. Uh-huh. I, have, I have no words for it. Okay. Well, if I may be so bold, uh, the Cubs have a lot of things coming to them in terms of karma. You know, uh, we we obviously do not celebrate a World Series championship without what Aroles Chapman did. But like, I wrote a lot of stuff on how conflicted I was because like I don't want potentially bad people on my team. And unfortunately, we don't know that they're bad until they actually do something bad. Or, you know, uh, in the case of Chapman, we already knew he did something bad and he he got his suspension and all that stuff. And in the case of Russell, we didn't find out until much later that he did do something bad. And now, now everything just feels kind of dirty. And then you have what, yeah, what's going on with the Ricketts family? They're... (laughs) They're they're just like closet evil or something, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the Cubs that it just rubs you the wrong way, and you you want to continue to love the team because they have such good guys on the team. Like they, you know, contribute to charity. They they just seem like upstanding citizens for the most part. But yeah, there's just these one or two things that you you simply cannot ignore, and it, it's kind of upsetting to me as a Cubs fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, baseball is so much better when not only you have a great team, but you enjoy the people on that team. I mean, you have guys like Rizzo, who is probably one of the best people in baseball. You got guys like Zobris, who's another great, upstanding person. You've got Bryant, who, for all intents and purposes, is a good guy. Hayward, who gets a lot of shit for poor performances, but he's another good guy. Schwarber's a lovable dancer guy. He seems like a good guy. But one bad apple can just make sour the bunch. And Russell, I'm all about second chances. Maybe he's learned his lesson. Maybe he's just a talking head at this point, saying what he wants us to believe. But he's a, got a lot to a lot to prove. I mean, saying you've changed is one thing; proving it is completely different. Talk is cheap, and it's going to take a long time and a lot of effort on his part to actually prove he's changed. And I'm not sure if there's any real way to actually prove he's actually changed. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a long time. From my point of view, it would be really, really cool if we could get a guest who is not a cishet white man or me. You know, I'm not white, but I I am. I consider myself cis and hetero. Uh, Someone who has a different perspective because I'd like to learn more about it because I, I, I want to know, like, how do you atone for something that's just so bad as domestic violence? or racism or any, anything like that. Do you, is there a way that you can atone like ever? And I, I do believe in second chances, but I also don't know how you reconcile what was done. 
And despite the fact that his ex-wife is supportive, she wants him to get this chance. It's like, well, I, I don't know. Like, uh, he's not my family member or, you know, spouse or whatever, but it, it still matters to me that, uh, my favorite team is associated with someone who did something terrible. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, social media, as I tweeted out a while ago, is the best thing and the worst thing that's ever happened to this society. I mean, it's brought us all closer together, but it brings out the worst in people at the same time with hot takes and just reactions that just come right out. People say stuff that's out there forever. I mean, I'm I'm grateful social media wasn't around when I was growing up, because I've done and said some stupid ass shit in my life. Yeah. And I'm glad I don't have that thrown back at me 20 years down the road. But I mean, you got giant guys like uh, Hater up in Milwaukee who's made some really really racist comments in the past. Mm-hmm. No idea if he still feels that way. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but that's just something he's going to have to live with and be branded with because, yeah, yeah, you can you can say, yeah, I'm not that guy, I've grown, but he can go out to all the meet and greets with minorities or whatever he wants, but in the back of people's heads, it's always going to be, yeah, is he just doing this to look good? Yeah, Unfortunately, it's almost impossible to prove you've changed. Almost. Yeah. Not saying it is, but almost. I, I think it is worthwhile for them to try, but uh, it, it's also to the individual's perception how hard they are trying or whether they're even trying, you know? And uh, I, I don't know how you how you really ascertain that because it is so purely subjective. Could it be our hero's moment? Could they somehow find a way? Will they rid us of these ghosts of shame? And, and the other uh, thing that has not as much to do with like the social aspects of of the team, but more so the financial is like, well, yeah, they ran out of money, but don't they have like billions of dollars? And note, like everybody on Twitter over the entire winter, including us, and through spring training, we're like, you know, we, we don't feel good about this bullpen. Maybe you should do something about it. But they never did. And it, it was so upsetting that uh, – this is like the one downfall. Like every now and then, yeah, those offense gets shut down, but you kind of expect that in this day and age. But when the offense can score t- eight to 10 runs and they still lose because the relievers can't hold it down and it's a consistent thing. It's not like a one once in a while thing. It's consistently like they won't throw strikes or if they throw strikes, it's like, please hit me because I am a meatball and we're throwing batting practice now. It's so upsetting that they never – decided to do something about this one thing, this one big crutch. They did sign some pretty, some decent arms, not great, but some decent. Right. They tried to patchwork with some cheap fixes. They found some workarounds to get guys even cheaper because, like with um, Bach, 
he always starts off slow with low velocity, and they use that to get him to rework his deal, get him in for even cheaper. And now right. he's, he's not pitching horribly, but he's he's solid. He's not in lockdown close like we had hoped, but Chisek is still kind of rebounding from being overworked last year. He was Joe's security blanket. Mm-hmm. Edwards, Edwards has phenomenal stuff, but he's got phenomenal talent. I almost want to call him like a Kyle Farnsworth, mm-hmm. million dollar arm, ten cent brain. Yeah, but Edwards seems like he's a, a smart guy. He just overthinks stuff sometimes. Yeah, and he gets in his own way. There's times he just lights out, and then other times he just pitches like he can't see. Yeah. There's a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, it's a dirty inning. There are guys on base. Maybe you shouldn't use Carl Edwards Jr., but he's done it in the past. So it's like, you know, he we, we know that he can do it. Maybe just don't do it this year. But then who else is going to pitch, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, all the Cubs relievers are, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw that too, huh? <laughs> The company levers are solid. I mean, they went like, what, two weeks without giving up a run? Yeah. So we know they're capable of doing their job, but they can't be consistent enough to be locked down. And it doesn't help matters any that Strope was gone, has been gone for a month. And Morrow's and broken. Him, yeah, Morrow's not coming, but isn't coming back this year. Sorry yeah. to say. He's, he's not coming back. And that uh, that little expletive, and it's purely justified. If you look at the game day, uh, that pitch was like middle middle. Like he it, he deserved to get it destroyed. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, the professor kind of let a freebie go. That that was not smart. That was a very very not smart pitch. Every now and then you just make a mistake, and you know. It, it seems like every time they make a mistake, just uh, they they make them pay, and there's not not much you could do about it. But anyway, yeah, it's it's going to be yeah, interesting. Cubs, yeah. yeah, I mean the Cubs have talent. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best bullpen, but they have a pretty they have a solid bullpen. They just can't seem to get out of their own way sometimes. Right. And Madden Madden is in love with his bullpen no matter how bad or good they are. So he overworks them, and that tends to harm them as well. But I'm not sure if there is an answer out there for how to fix this bullpen this year. you got a lot of guys saying, pony up the money and sign Kimbrel. Yeah, but he kind of struggled in the World Series, didn't he? And he hasn't really faced actual batters for like eight months. So it's going to take him a while to even get up to speed. Right. Even he, even he has been on a throwing program. Then you have guys saying trade for the close from the White Sox, Kalame, uh, I think. Yeah. But then you have the whole, how good is he going to be when he actually gets into the heat of a pennant race? Right. It's easy to throw shut down innings when there's no pressure to actually win. You win, so what? You lose, hey, you're supposed to. Yeah. He looks good, and he's signed for another year, but who knows? Maybe they could do a pillow contract, because I, I feel like the Cubs don't have the kind of guys that you would trade for, lock, you know, uh, elite players. 
from other teams that uh, may be out of it and are thinking of selling. But uh, that's probably a month and a half down the line anyway. Uh, the draft is going on, and it seems like the Cubs are – well, I, I think they have only $6 million. They're picking at the later parts of each round because of how good the record was. And it was a good record last year. This is a 95-win team. They just have issues that we, we can't really tease out, right? But uh, it, it seems like they, they have a few high upside picks and then a couple of guys where you're like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, and that's, part of that is the nature of the draft. Like there are so many kids out there that, you know, nobody knows. And, you know, the, the experts uh, know a little bit about them. They have the video. The scouts obviously do. But we average fans who have been super busy for all this time don't really know who the hell they are. And so we, we feel like, well, the Cubs are pretty smart. They'll probably pick high upside arms who can throw like high 90s and can at least be taught how to throw. And then they'll save some money for some later picks. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange what their strategy is this year. And I don't think they can do too much in the way of uh, of super good players because of where they're picking and how little money they have to spend. So this is like the necessity of the strategy they have so far. Yeah, and there's a lot of debate about how much money they have as opposed to what they can spend. But that all goes out the window when it comes to the draft because there is a legitimate set amount that they can't spend. Right. And so Ricketts cheap doesn't really apply to the draft. No, of course not. Yeah, that it's just a system that was – built up and you know the union thing uh the players association the draft compensation paying your minor leaguers trying to get you know guys like kyler murray to actually forego football and pick baseball that doesn't happen anymore because they they've put so many restrictions on what you can spend on baseball players and it's like really stupid it's going to i feel like it in the long run, it's going to kill the game because nobody's going to want to play baseball. Yeah. I mean, the owners are just, and the players just, it's, it's not going to be too fun going forward. There's probably going to be a work stoppage sometime soon. Yeah. that That's not going to be fun at all. <laughs> no. I mean, it took, it took steroids. Everybody's favorite punching bag. To bring it back. I mean, as much as people want to say that Sosa sucks and should be gone, Maguire this, those two saved baseball. Mm-hmm. Ratings were down in, in the dumps until those two put on a show that was just amazing to watch. I don't care who you are. If you're saying you did not enjoy that home run chase of 1998, you're full of shit. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit because I was thinking about this too. Like, it, it seems like everything that's going on now is either a walk, a strikeout, or or a home run, and that's the three true outcomes. Like, you're, I feel let's like get them done. Yeah, it, it it's like I love home runs. I love it when a Cub hits a home run. Where are the liners in the gap? Where's the very well placed uh, bunt hit? You know. I don't want them to butt willy-nilly, but every now and then just look at your defense and try to do something else. Like there's 
philosophies on that too, because pitching is so good now that it's hard for the hitters to do anything. And so all they're trying to do is run into one and hopefully it leaves a yard or finds a gap. But uh, I feel like there's a lost art to a well-placed hit, you know? And uh, yeah, it, it kind of bores me at times. Uh, and it, it's sad for me to say because I absolutely love the game of baseball, but I want to see some action. I don't want to see just the pitcher and the catcher and the batter. I want to see Javi Baez actually be able to make a play. I want to see diving catches in the outfield or, you know, throws uh, throws from the outfield towards the plate or towards the base, you know. It's uh, it, it almost – I believe Crash Davis said it best. Strikeouts are fascists. Don't try to strike everybody out. I mean, that's what this game has become. People are trying to strike everybody out or hit the ball out of the park in every swing. That's why guys like Zobris, who knows how to make a good hit, a perfectly placed bunt or a nice line drive, guys like Hendricks, who they're not going to strike you out. They're going to make you put the ball in play. They're going to trust his defense. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's the game is changing, whether we want it to or not, and the evil words designated hitter is what's gonna happen soon in the National League, whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's just turning into an all or nothing game. With I'm gonna, my guy's gonna outslug your guys. Beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass, so green, like time stood still. Speaking yeah. of slugging, like, uh, so you know, I, I am going to hang out at Wrigley Field. Uh, I think I am actually in the, in what used to be the 200s, but now I think they call it the 300s. I, I don't know. They changed the numbering of Wrigley, and I haven't been. The, there since last year when they still yeah, had so I guess this this coming game will be the first time both of us will be at Wrigley so you you haven't been able to see the new concourse behind the press box or uh, try to sneak in, into the uh, into the uh, rich people clubs or anything like that no. yet huh I mean most of the seats are still the same mm-hmm. I mean I, I my th- package where my seats typically are until I had a friend help me out with this year. Still in my name, but I had a couple of friends help me out. I am no longer aisle 213. I'm section 212. Okay. Same seats, right? Same seats. They're just doing away with that odd numbering system where half the aisle is on one side, half is on the other. After 100 years, people couldn't figure it out. Cubs knew they had to change. Yeah, because it was like 1 through whatever on one side and then 101 through 10 whatever. Yeah, 1 through 12 on yeah. one side, 101 through 110 on the other. It's just kind of I mean, shit I, for some people. I, I figured it out, but, you know, I, I actually oh, kind yeah. of paid attention. Anybody that knows what they're doing can figure it out. But you get people from out of town, people that don't go to – 50 games a year. Right. Yeah. It can be confusing. But that's what the uh, ushers are for. You know, they just, normally they just kind of stand there and they make sure you don't go into the rich people's seats. But 
you know, they are friendly enough and knowledgeable enough to actually point you to the right seat. But anyway, uh, your your kid is probably not old enough to go to a game yet, huh? Because uh, it'll, it'll be too loud for her and probably too cold at times, too. So uh, so you don't yeah, have to worry. She probably won't make an appearance until next year. So it, it, it's like you don't have to worry about now, but uh, when we go... I, I'm wondering where the netting is going to be. Like, I think we're far enough away that we can react in time, but uh, who who knows, right? Like, they hit where the ball. Where about are your seat? Do you know offhand? I'm on the uh, right field line, uh, so the first baseline on uh, towards the outfield. So those those uh, terrace seats. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be past the netting, but I think we're far enough away that we won't get like killed, but. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to worry about foul balls in that area. Yeah. But I, I, I'm but, pretty sure they should extend the netting anyway. <laughs> oh, absolutely they should. Yeah, because they do it in Japan. and. Uh, I mean, how many fans have to get injured before they just said, yeah, foul pole to foul pole, let the bleachers fend for themselves. But you can use the pay attention all you want. But the game of baseball now is designed to distract you. You got you got video boards with replays on them left and right. You've got like, trivia questions up there or statistics you want to see. You got beer vendors or food vendors. You got the other fans. Everything in that ballpark is meant to distract you away from the game. Yeah, and plus they keep I mean, directing you towards the apps, and guess what? Those are on your phone. Uh-huh. I mean, say you're watching perfectly attention to every pitch. I mean, yeah, I love baseball, but staying laser-focused on one thing or the other, that would bore the shit out of me at some point. I'd have to look away at some point. But even if you are paying perfect attention, and you're, you have lightning-quick reflexes, a ball comes screaming at you at 110 miles an hour, you're lucky enough you can quickly move out of the way. The guy behind you probably doesn't see it coming, and he's going to get drilled. Yeah. I mean, everything in that park is a distraction. So take your – put down your phone, pay attention, and shove it up your ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – it's not easy to dodge a 100-mile bullet. Right. You've got trained professionals who misplay ball in the outfield all the time. And they react quicker than you probably ever could. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all the people that are – the five people that are probably listening to this. No, me too. Like, I, I don't think I, I could get a good jump like Almora does. <laughs> No, and even Al Moore, who's one of the best, better defenders, misplays stuff. Yeah. You got you have pitchers who are drilled off the head half the time, take stuff off their legs. I mean, why do you think the base coaches wear helmets now? Yeah. I mean, it's a dangerous sport. It's hard to get out of the way, no matter how quick you're reacting. And I guarantee you, nobody's paying closer attention than the base coaches because they are, like, right there. Mm-hmm. They get they get drilled from time to time. All right. 
Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in baseball, uh, some of them mandated by MLB, some of them just, you know. Logic. Yeah, and maybe at some point uh, a front office is going to figure out, hey, maybe we should try something different. And uh, actually, you know, I don't know. Can can they shift a different way? Can they uh, try to – try to coach their players to beat the shift? Is it even worth it to beat the shift? Like, I imagine they do a lot of modeling and math to, to figure out uh, cost-benefit analyses in terms of baseball. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how the game of baseball evolves, uh, both for the fan experience and for the players on the field themselves. Why, why do you th- not throw strikes? Like, that, that's really super annoying. Like, every now and then, just throw it in there and see what happens. Well, and actually, the last time he did that, that didn't work out so well. So, yeah, I should not be a manager or a pitching coach. Yeah, because, I, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'd have Grizzle bunting every time they they put the shift on him pretty much taking the bat out of my guy's hand. But he didn't get on base 95% of the time because nobody's over there to field it. And you keep doing that until they decide to take off the shift and just go back to hitting away. They shift again. Okay, fine. I'm going to lay down the bunt again. Give me a free base. Why not? Bunt against the shift. Make them pay for it. Yeah, you might not be able to hit the home run that you want to hit, but you're making the other team pay. Yeah, the counter argument is that, like, well, that's what they want you to do, which is why they give you the entire left side. And then you wonder... Always take what you're given. Yeah. Always take what you're given. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like getting on base is better than not getting on base. And if you hit into the shift, that's an out. But if you get, you know, a bunt hit, that's you getting on base. So that seems like a good idea. I'm just trying to figure out how how the math works out because obviously if you look at the uh, run scoring matrix, a man on first with no outs is, you know, you're going to score more runs on average than if you have nobody on base and one out. So I just will do that, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, it's like the people that are trying to pitch around you. If they don't want to throw your strike, don't swing. Take the free base. Yeah. Always take what you're being given. But that's just me. I'd probably get fired after a game. So, why'd you call for his of the bunt? They gave him the entire side of the field. You trying to hit a homer run? Try to hit one? Yeah, but with the shift, they can pay. Get on base the next guy. Yeah. Always get on base, at very least, the guy behind you. I, I think that's. That's a good call, and hopefully, you know, the lineup is set up good enough that uh, they will be able to do something with the man on base. Because uh, this this team, man, they've been having that that issue with the uh, hits with runners in scoring position. Yeah, it's it's not working out so much, and sometimes they can't even get a runner into scoring position because of silliness. But uh, I, I feel like eventually it'll all even out, so we will see. We will absolutely see. 
It sounds like I will see you on Sunday night's baseball. Yeah. Because they flex be my typical seat. Where where are you at? Um so as you know, I gave pretty much have a, had a friend take my entire package for me this mm. year with all the stuff that I have going on, my my child buying a condo. Yeah. So I need help with this year, maybe next year, who knows. But one of my coworkers also had a season ticket, so I bought a couple of games from her. Uh, I'm now over in, I believe, about 220, so which is like right behind home plate. Oh, that's really so cool. Pretty, pretty good seat. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the 230, so uh, I'm further down the line from you. Yeah, yeah. you'll have to stop by, say hi, buy oh, me a beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or buy me a hot dog, cup <laughs> of water. Uh, we will see, man. Like uh, the <laughs> the concession prices are not exactly uh, me friendly because I, I used to try to eat before I went to the ballpark because it was so ridiculously expensive anyway. I mean, my buddy, I'm taking for his birthday. I'm gonna hit up a restaurant out on the street before the game, uh, save some money that way. Is Get this Earl? On ballpark food, yeah. Is, is it Earl? Tell him he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Such an asshole. We've been trying to meet for, for a long time, but he's just, you know, I'm never around when he is and vice versa. But, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, you're both in the same ballpark. It'll be fun. Day. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be with my family and one of my friends who is now at Northwestern. Uh, it's kind of lame because... Uh, you know, when he went to Chicago, I had to leave, but uh, at least I'll get to come back every now and then. Yeah, of course. Come back and visit. Sure thing. And uh, I think on Monday we're going to rent a car and just kind of drive around, uh, go to the Burbs, get ourselves one of them Gabuto burgers, maybe walk around Ikea like we used to. <laughs> That 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 that's kind of a dumb vacation, but it actually sounds like a lot of fun because IKEA can be fun. Hey, you're talking to a guy that when he was younger, senior year in high school, maybe even before that, me and my friends used to walk around Walmart for a few hours Friday night, uh-huh. just because there's nothing to do. We were bored. Yeah. So yeah, walking around IKEA is nothing. No, IKEA is actually pretty cool. Of. Like the the furniture actually holds up pretty well, even if it's made out of, like, the cheapest <laughs> materials you can even think of. But uh, they, they're fairly sturdy. You just got to tighten a bolt every now and then. So I guess you do get what you pay for. And this is about the time where we have to sign off. I got to edit this thing. And uh, eventually, like, I'd like to do this about once a month, if possible. Because we're making it work once a month. Yeah, because it's starting to slow back down for me. I mean, since the Cubs won the World Series, my life has been pretty much changing day after day. Yeah. I mean, 2017, I was planning a wedding. 2018, I'm mourning the loss of my mom. Hmm. This year, I'm taking care of a daughter. Yeah. 
So my life hasn't been the same since the Cubs won the World Series, and I haven't been too active. So I need to start getting more active and writing some more. I can't expect you to do the blog all in, on your own. Well, I, ha- I haven't. That's the thing. Like, there's nothing on there since, like, January. So that's that's been kind of bad because I've been so busy at work and my own life and just trying to be with my family. But I think – family always comes first. I think, like – you know, something once a week, like a like a catch-all recap, or just something interesting that happens that spurs discussion, plus a podcast once a month. Because the plan that I have right now is like limited uploads, but unlimited downloads for a podcast, and I, I think that'll that'll allow us to to make that quota. So. Let's see what happens in about a month. Heck, uh, if I am technological enough, we can even record one at the ballpark. But we will, honestly, we'll see because I, I don't know how much one can record off like a single smartphone anyway. And with all that noise, it might not be too easy, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, or at but... least like a sound bites for for uh, interstitials. Like, hey, we're at the ballpark. What's up? <laughs> but if anybody is listening that actually does like to write, wants to spout their opinion, no matter how good or bad it is, drop us a line. Content is better than no content. Yeah. And so I think it's time to thank everybody who, like all three of you who actually remember who we are and listen. <laughs> uh, Anno can be That's found. generous. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure we get at least 10 listeners. Hope so. But it, it's not much more than that. Because uh, when we kept doing this and we were more active and stuff, uh, I, I think each episode we were able to get at least 50 downloads, which is actually pretty good for a couple of guys who don't know what they're doing. Uh, pretty much. But, yeah, it's it's a hobby, and I, I think it's a worthwhile one. We like talking about baseball, and we appreciate anybody who comes to hang out. Uh, you can find Anno on Twitter at WSDreaming underscore Cubs. That's where I would do all my Cubs content. Yeah. All personal stuff. you got to find my personal page, Yeah. which is kind of under wraps right now. But if you find it, drop me a line. I'll say hi. Yep. Maybe I'll even surprise you with a gift. Probably not, but you never know. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at CubicSnarconia. Our official World Series Dreaming email is worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com. Of course, our blog, uh, which is collecting cobwebs, and we got to dust it off a little bit, is worldseriesdreaming.com. We recently upgraded WordPress and PHP and all that jazz, and uh, now we should probably do something with it. So look to that uh thanks to rich deanna for our theme music and randall sanders for the recording of pat hughes calling the final out we'll never get tired of that and oh, no that's still my text tone <laughs> and uh honestly like a lot of people are kind of greedy i i think i got the one before i die and i'm okay with that it would honestly be cool to have more, but I, I think we will always remember the one that we got. Oh, definitely. I mean, I want more. I'm disappointed when they lose. 
frustrated. I might even utter a few curse words if I'm not in the ear of my precious one month old daughter. Yeah, don't don't teach her the bad don't teach her the bad vocabulary. Not yet. But if they never win again, I'm content. Doesn't mean I don't want more, but I'm I'm okay. I'm satisfied. Right. Everybody should see their team win at least once. Which is why, even though it pains me to say, I'm rooting for the St. Louis Blues. They've never won a cup. And I got a few friends who are St. Louis Blues fans, unfortunately. Love you, Carrie. <laughs> but, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they lost, but I'd rather them win than Boston. Boston sucks. Yeah. I've been to Boston once or twice. It's okay. It's kind of oh, weird. It's great. It's yeah. a great city, but they they win too much. They've won way too much. Well, yeah. Too they, many titles. They, they, they have uh, front offices that know what they're doing, it seems. And it is nice to have a front office that, for the most part, knows what they're doing. Uh, it would be nice if the billionaire owners gave them a little bit more money to play with because the sport is not cheap. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If the, if the Boston Bruins win – the only team in that city to not have a title is the NBA team that has the most titles ever. Yeah, yeah, they they've no, been having yeah. issues for a while, but uh, yeah, yeah the only team to not have a championship in the past calendar year in that city. Yeah, that, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> eh. But you know, good for New England, good for good for Boston. Uh, Screw Boston. Maybe the Red Sox will actually miss the playoffs this year and have their own World Series hangover. We'll see. Hey, Schwarber. Hey. All right. Well, uh, we can't broadcast a game or else, like, even if only three of you listen to this podcast, the Cubs might and MLV might sue us. So with that, we're going to go back to the game. You enjoy your daughter. I will see you on Sunday, sir. Sounds good. Enjoy your night. Yeah, let's let's have some fun. Go Cubs. Come in. All right. It was more than just a game.